0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Stranger danger. Don't talk to strangers. He might be a bad person. Words parents often use to protect their children. What about you, though? Are you afraid of strangers? Do you find yourself sometimes suspicious when a person you don't know enters a familiar space? During this holiday season, how can you remain safe and stay charitable? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today, Relatively Speaking, we're talking about Stranger Danger. Those words, don't talk to strangers, he might be a bad person, don't go around people you don't know, don't go with people you don't know. All good advice, words parents often use to protect their children. But then what does that do as far as making children fearful and seemingly in danger? And then what about you? Are you afraid of strangers? Are you more suspicious than you used to be? Do you find that when a person walks into a familiar space of yours, you start questioning as to why they're there? During this holiday season, how can you remain safe and still stay charitable? How can you be that good, accepting, caring, hospitality person of the South and still feel safe and stay safe? So I want to talk about, about what's going on in your life and your your thoughts about this topic. Um, and I want to tell you why this topic came to me. I I have to tell you an incident recently happened that distressed me a lot, and it caused me to do a lot of introspection about where I was coming from. So here it is. Um, I'll sometimes go to a short daily church service in the early morning. There are a small number of people who go regularly, and we know each other fairly well. Um, During this service, about halfway through the service, a man walked in, and he sat down in the back. It's It's a fairly small church, and the door is heavy, so it closed loudly, and so several people turned around. So the man was in tattered, including me, by the way, the man was in tattered attire. He was a bit disheveled. And for a moment, I was anxious. These are the thoughts that went through my head. Who is that man? Why is he here? Could he have a gun? What should I do if something happens? I was over a few seconds, um, and then I calmed myself down, reminding myself that over the years in this church, we've had people come in needing help and always help's given. And so I made myself shift to the fact that this was probably an individual in need. It was cold outside. The church is a good refuge. I noticed that others, though, In the church friends of mine who were having a similar reaction after the service I asked two of my friends who were in in front of me in attendance and I noticed some of their facial expressions if they had the same anxieties when they saw the man and they both said yes they did and repeated some of the thoughts that I had had they the same thoughts had raced through their minds kind of a sad state, isn't it? It says something about what's going on with us now. So as it turned out, I'll tell you the end of the story. It was a good one. He was a guy who was in need. He had two small dogs, The dogs were hungry. He was hungry. He was given money and was told about our free meal spots in town and told that he could come back for help as needed. So um, a good ending to a maybe a bit of an anxiety provoking story. So let me talk to you a little bit about this stranger danger. Um, So according to Wikipedia, um, stranger danger is the idea or warning that all strangers can potentially be dangerous, right? Okay. Um, It's an example of uh, panic that can happen um, when people experience regarding anyone that's unfamiliar. So the phrase stranger danger was intended to kind of sum up danger associated with adults whom children don't know about. And it was started in a way to help protect our children from um, evil individuals. But my question to you: Have we gone too far, or maybe have we gone far enough? We know bad things have happened to good people over and over again. Um, many uh, that that children, and there are many examples of of children being harmed. Now, the interesting piece of it is that there are many examples, probably more, of children being harmed by people who are not viewed as strangers so are we teaching in the right way and what do we need to to do about this um honestly i'm i'm really torn um in our world where we're taught to help others to be charitable to care for others um do they have to be our friends for we for us to care about them I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I also want to talk about, I, I really want us to talk about the two stranger danger issues. The stranger danger that we as adults sometimes feel and why we feel it, and then the stranger danger that our children feel. Many times, and the what we are trying to teach them, and, and how we're teaching it, and perhaps we need to do something a little bit differently. But give us a call, please join in the conversation. I want to hear your thoughts are, what your thoughts are um, about this at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family. At mpbonline.org, so I can I'm going to give you another couple of terrible examples um, of why maybe our stranger dangers mounting you know about them i'm just going to remind you of them because we don't want to fit forget about the wonderful people who are in um the church and a person walked into their bible study and um what happened? They welcomed him. They encouraged him to come in and to join in. And then several people lost their lives um, due to that. Right? The that horrible show and uh, story. And, and and it's happened over and over. You know, go back to um, so many times when individuals have have been welcoming, and then had people either kill them, take major advantage of them, steal from them. So does that tell us we should stop being charitable, that we should stop giving? Um, You know, there's the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, Texas, that had their issue, the Antioch uh, Church, the similar incident in Tennessee. And so, and I can keep naming them, but I won't because then it does make you wonder if you should be afraid of everyone. And we know the answer is no, you should not be afraid of everyone. So, how do you keep yourself safe, everyone safe that you love, your children safe, um, without uh, being foolish about it? I think that's a a question that... We need to all think hard about. Now, as I was looking through the literature, as many of you know who listen to the radio show, I always like to have science behind what I'm saying. I like to have um, statistics and information there for you as we're talking through things. Now, I can give you statistics on how many children are injured by strangers rather than uh, people they know. But you know what? Um, There are not good statistics out there on adult stranger anxiety and stranger fear and what's going on. And in fact, I couldn't find one single scientific article on the adult stranger fear that's going on and and why good people who are going to a church service would instantly suspect that someone who is um, coming in to a church during a church service, why they would suspect that that individual might not be a good person, might not be someone that we should be... Um, looking out for. So I see that we have our first caller. um, uh, Jay, why don't we bring our first caller on and see what they have to say. Somewhere in Mississippi, this is an anonymous caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling.
2: Good morning. I was listening to your comment, which I completely understand, and we do need our children to be safe. But I think... Uh, I have done some dumb things in my life. Picked up somebody that looked like they needed help, and I can't help but remember a prayer that I say real often. But it's not my prayer. It's something that that uh, a priest in was in New York at Five Eleven, and his prayer, and I, and I think it's a wonderful one. Lord, take me where you want me to go. Let me meet who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say, and then keep me out of your way.
0: Wow. Those are some pretty profound words coming from someone. But I'm yeah.
2: not going to keep you. I know you've got other callers. but what you were saying, I mean, in church, I think everybody goes and says, like, hello to people that are new. But sometimes there are strangers who need somebody to stop and talk to them. If
0: that makes any sense to you. It makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly what I don't want us to get into, is being afraid of individuals and not reaching that hand out, especially during this holiday season when people who are...
2: You still have to be careful, and I realize You do. You do. Because I'm in a hurry, too. But... Thank you so much for what you were saying, because we do need to keep
0: those children. Well, thank you so much for your call, and we appreciate those lovely words.
2: Thank you
3: very much.
0: Bye. Bye. Um, So let's go ahead and go to our first break, and I really do want to hear from others of you. How do you continue to reach out to people? who perhaps are in need or perhaps just lonely and need a smiling face and a and a handshake how do you do that and still keep yourself safe and keep your children safe i want you to give us a call at 1877 mpb ring that's 877672 7464, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. After the break, we'll talk a little bit about children, um, not just adults. This is relatively speaking. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about Stranger Danger. How fearful do we need to be? How do we keep ourselves safe? How do we keep our children safe and yet still be charitable, hospitable, giving the people that we want to be, the people that we should be? So how do you balance the two? Um, You know, it's easy to be um, suspicious and easy to say, no, I can't do that because they may be uh, a, a person who will do evil to me. You know, when I was growing up, and, and everybody who who knows me knows that I'm an older adult, when I was growing up, people still picked up hitchhikers. They did. They did it a lot. And they would hitch a ride occasionally, not being afraid that something terrible would happen to them. And now that doesn't happen so much. Um I know that sometimes um, really great people will see somebody on the road who appears to be in need, and they'll pick them up, and they'll do something for them. And I believe, um, Jay, you've done that um, recently recently. And that's one of those things. I'm curious, um, what made you do that, even knowing that there are times when the people you pick up or the people you help out aren't always good people?
4: Well, mine was a little bit of a different situation. I was at a gas station, and a Mm -hmm. guy asked for a ride home Uh and said he didn't live far from there. And I was like, well, okay.
0: (laughs) Did you worry at all?
4: Well, he he... he applied for a job mm-hmm. at the gas station, mm-hmm. and he had like this, doc. You know, he had paperwork uh-huh. rolled up in his hands, and I was like, "Well, that's either an elaborate that's setup that is, uh, you know, yeah, it's worth it. You know, if yeah. if he went to to that length, he shouldn't be here anyway." But uh, uh, so I just took him home. It was
0: yeah. well, that was very kind of you. Yeah. So when you took him home, it really he did walk into his home, yeah. and yeah. So, you know, and, and how sad is it that um, you probably made yourself kind of um, evaluate things? And and make sure that he he seemed like he was probably okay, or maybe you didn't. Knowing you, I think you're just a kind guy. and that No, I think you're a kind guy, and I think you just wanted to help somebody out. And that's the way most of us are. But sometimes um, the what we hear and what we know happens um, makes us pause before we do things like that. So us. I see we have another caller in Joe in Mobile who's going to join in the conversation. Let's go on to Joe and see what he has to say. Good morning, Joe.
5: Good morning.
0: Well, tell us what your thoughts are about the stranger danger issue and how we deal with it and still be good people.
5: Well, I think the main thing is that people have to be conscious of the fact that you have an obligation yourself not to be a victim because you have an obligation to your community to law enforcement and to your family to do everything you can to keep yourself safe
4: Right. and one
5: of the things is I think you don't have to be afraid of strangers but when you're In a situation, you have to listen to yourself and you have to become more aware. It's not fear, it's being aware.
0: Right. The awareness is a form of empowerment, right? I think. Right. So, do you have some thoughts of what you should be aware of, Joe? What should you be looking for?
5: Well, when. I, li- I lived and worked overseas, and when you're in an environment that is, in truth, it's, it's dangerous, it's dangerous everywhere, you have to go into a mode of being kind of a different person than you would prefer to be if you were around a situation where you're you know you're safe. You know the people that are around you and everything else. You have to go into a awareness mode.
0: Right.
2: You have
5: to...
0: Be watched. Our
5: Yeah, our rules, and I don't remember all of them. It's been years. But, you know, anytime you sensed that there was a danger, then you, if you were in a place... You simply left the place.
0: That's good advice. If it- when you
5: see people who are getting loud and rowdy and crowding up, you don't go and look and see what it is. You turn around immediately and leave. If you go into a place that you don't feel completely safe, make sure you always the way out when you go in and now with the mass shootings you have to be more aware of that situation in other words if you're in a place always ask yourself and it's just being aware it's not being afraid i mean you have an obligation to take care of yourself so always when you're in some place Always ask yourself, you know, if something happened, how would I handle it? Because that's not showing fear. That's simply showing a sense of being aware of the fact that things can happen and being aware of the fact that if they do happen, you yourself have an obligation not to become a part of the problem and maybe part of the solution of helping someone else.
0: Wow, that's great advice, Joe. I think you you brought up several several issues, not just about stranger danger, but also just being being in a situation, a perhaps um, situation that explodes into something that is a dangerous situation. And and I've heard from several experts a couple of things that you mentioned. One particularly is that when you when you enter a building, always identify your exit, um, possible exit. And it may not be the door that you came into, it may be a different door. Um, And so to always know if there's more than one exit, there always is, there always should be according to most fire standards. And so to, to be aware, to to understand. You know, when you get on an airplane they they always have you look for the closest exit to you and it might be behind you. So make sure that that you you're aware and and not to become a victim or part of the problem, I think, Joe, is other excellent advice. And I know we diverted a little from stranger danger, but just to, to learn how to take care of ourselves, to be alert, but not be hyper alert and always anxious. That's not good for you. But to empower yourself to be able to know how to Take control of a situation if you need to, and you know when we were listening to Jay um, taking the guy home from the gas station, he did assess the situation. He 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 looked at it. He made a judgment call. He felt like that there were indicators that this guy truly had uh, applied for a job. He truly did live near there, and and he gave him a, a ride home, and it was a good thing. So, um. Joe, thanks for your call. I, I I think your advice to make sure that we're not um, putting ourselves in harm's way, not being foolish, and that's one of the pieces of advice that we always try to give um, when you're getting yourself in a protective situation. Understand. there are some dangers understand what you need to do to keep yourself safe and then uh, understand that you can empower yourself and not be part of the problem if a situation does appear um, as best you can so um, so at any rate Let's go on. Thank you, Joe, for your call. Um, let's move to our next caller before our next break. We have Richard. I'm not sure where Richard's from, but he's on the line. Thanks for calling, Richard.
4: Hi. Uh, I always pick up a hitchhiker. I don't, I don't care who it is or where they are. It, you know, I pick them up. And I've never had a bad experience I've probably picked up six hitchhikers in the last year. And I also pull over for cars that are stranded, folks that have a flat tire, this sort of stuff. And I've never met anybody I wouldn't invite home to have supper with me. Uh, Usually they're good Christian people. And they're just really grateful that somebody stopped and and cared enough to stop and say hello and see if they could be of help.
0: That's wonderful to hear. And I'm sure there are others out there who have the same um, experience. And the fact, Richard, that you have been one to stop, it sounds like you do it a lot. And I know there are many people out there who are very grateful that there's still individuals who'll stop.
4: Now, I realize I'm an older male. I wouldn't recommend it for a 19 year old girl. Uh, but yeah, I'm an older male and I stop it. I practically pick up everybody I see on the side of the road. Uh, they got their thumb out. Yeah. But anyways, just me. <laughs>
0: Well, Richard, thanks for calling and and keep yourself safe. And thank goodness that you've only encountered uh, good people out there who really needed help. And I think that's the majority of what's going out there. The unfortunate thing is, is the fact that um, we can hear every bad incident that happens really all over the world instantaneously. And so that is part of what is contributing. Contributing to the significant stranger uh, fear that is going on. We know if somebody got picked up in Alaska and 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 they were injured or you know in another country if the bad news isn 't enough here in our own country unfortunately it has been lately. But how to keep yourself safe is really important and and when to know um, what you should be fearful of and when to know that you really don't need to be fearful of every single incident. So we'll go on to our next break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of those clues on when you know perhaps you're not in a safe situation with a stranger and perhaps um, when a stranger's not the person you should be afraid of. So um, give us a call. Join in the conversation. I'd love to hear your stories at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about stranger danger, fearful behavior of strangers not just fearfulness for children but also what goes on in our minds when we have someone enter our familiar space who we don't know and perhaps they look a little differently than we do perhaps um, they're tattered or perhaps they um, don't don't look stable. When should you be afraid? What should you do? How can you protect yourself? Or should you ever be afraid? Or should you just get yourself empowered? Um, so we've been talking about that. I told you about a situation of mine. I want to hear from you at 1877 MPB ring. That's 18776727464. I want to tell you a little bit of a story um, from um, Liz, who was telling me that um, when you're teaching your children what uh, you should do, don't talk to strangers, don't go off with strangers, make sure that you don't take candy from strangers, How how do you make sure that you keep your child safe, um, but at the same time, you're able to make sure that um, they're not terrified all the time because that's not good for them. It's not good for your children to always be afraid that someone is out to get them. So what do you do? Um, one story that um, came up was um, – the way you can empower your child is, if someone comes up, and this is a true story, apparently a stranger came outside of a school um, and told a child that her her parents wanted her to go with them. And uh, she looked at him and said, so what's the password? And the person said, what? And then she knew that that person was not told by her parent to go with them because her parents said, if anybody ever comes to pick you up other than us, um, then you need to know that they they will have a password. And so she knew to turn around and run away um, instead of connecting with that individual. That's empowerment. That is giving your child... Uh, way to to know that they're in control that they know what to do so I have some and I would love to hear other stories of what you've done to keep each other safe how you know that you've moved along um, in in empowering you or, or your loved one or your child or your good friend? Do you have codes? Do you have ways to know if one or the other is perhaps in any kind of trouble or in need without going through a panic mode? So, we can be, um, you know, we, we had a caller saying there, there, there are times when you really do need to be concerned. So we, we know there are three ways that we can respond. We can be foolish. We can panic. Um, we can then become afraid of everybody. Well, we know that's not a good plan. The other option is to be fearful and um foolish so that you bolt and run and you create more havoc um, you can be fearful and paralyzed and not do anything or you can be empowered and that's what I'm encouraging everybody um, to work on the empowerment so um, I also would like to make sure that, that others understand that as we're moving along, there are some do's and don'ts as you're talking to um, young people and young children about what to do and what not to do. And um, as we as we go, I would like for you to, to chime in and let us know what you think some of those do's and don'ts are. Um, so... So here are a couple of them. First of all, don't say, never talk to strangers. First of all, you say that to children. You have them grow up. Don't ever talk to strangers. And then what do you do? A stranger, somebody they've never met, right, walks up, and then you say, say hello to Mr. Brown." And they go, well, you just tell me not to talk to strangers. I don't know who that man is. So why am I now? So that's a really mixed message. It, what you say is you should not approach just anyone. If you need help, look for somebody that you know is a safe person. Look for a police officer. Look for perhaps a store clerk with a name tag on. Or maybe a a woman with children, a parent with children. Sometimes giving them things to look for if they are in a situation where they're unsure and perhaps need help. And that's what you should do as an adult. Keep that in mind um, because that's not bad advice for adults to remember. If there is someone out there who maybe, if you're in a strange place and you feel like that you need some help, um, know that, look for cues or clues that make you know that that person is likely safe in the strange world of strangers. So, okay, let's go on back to the phones. We have a caller. Hi. I'm sorry, I can't see who this is calling, so tell me who you are.
3: I'm from Beaumont.
0: Okay, good. Well, thanks for calling.
3: Uh, I'd like to say about uh, being instinctively afraid of strangers. Mm Mm-hmm. I think human beings have an instinctual fear of, of stranger danger because um, when we were cavemen, back in the caveman days, you had to be wary of everything and everybody or you'd be eaten up. I mean, that's right. People, animals, whatever. And, and they had a very strong survival. It's a survival instinct to be wary of, of what you don't really know or who you don't really know. And we wouldn't be here if, if our ancestors had not been very wary about strangers. So. I think that civilization has watered down that instinct but almost everybody will tell you that they've had gut instincts before about things that they knew that it was something was hinky, something was wrong. But uh, I think that it's it's a good instinct that it's something that, that our ancestors it came from our ancestors and if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be here because so many strangers dangers to them would have ended in their life, you know.
0: That's exactly right, Sue. And and now sometimes I guess it feels like we need to be hyper alert Uh, still, um, we're not back in the caveman times, but it does seem um, often that there are times when uh, we may be in danger when we don't even know it. So empowering yourself to understand what truly is a dangerous situation and what's not a dangerous situation is important. But then to, to To be able to have a plan, to know what you would do, to be in control, that will diminish that anxiety that we sometimes feel. Just like when I was sitting in church um, wondering who that stranger was and wondering if something bad might erupt, to make myself go through, um, one, what would you do? How would you respond? And then, and then, two, to take a deep breath and decide that then you just have to maintain control and not be the victim that I believe Joe was talking about. Don't become an individual who's part of the problem. So, Sue, thanks for your call. You're right. Um, that hyper-alertness was—and um, I'm— cavemen didn't live very long either, right? Because they were in danger all the time. So um, let me give you another don't say and then um, what to say and then what to do. Again, this works for children. This works for teenagers. This works for adults. Don't stay away. Don't say stay away from people you don't know, um, that increases um, a very separated society, and your circle will stay very small. But instead, say, it's important if it's a child, for you to get my permission before you go anywhere with anyone else. And that if you're not there to give permission, then don't go. And if someone says there's an emergency, give them a code to use so that they'll know that's that's a real emergency and not someone that's trying to trick them. And so what what should be the stay away from people you don't know what's the other alternative for we adults what you should do is stay away from people if they appear to be unstable if you see an individual who is ranting and talking to themselves and appears exceedingly agitated Turn the other way. Go away. Don't try to intervene. If you believe they need help, then you need to call the authorities to come and help the person because they appear unstable. Do not approach an individual who is ranting or talking to themselves or appears agitated. The best thing you can do is move away. Okay? And then here's another don't say. And I would love to hear from law enforcement officers who may be listening, by the way, or others who have had experiences. Please call in and join in the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. I'll give you the last don't say when we get back from our last break. But there's plenty of time for call and plenty of open lines. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking. Today we're talking about stranger danger and fearfulness and how fearful should you be. Um, and without, without being foolish, how can you still be hospitable, giving, accepting, um, and be part of the holiday season? So we're talking about um, the what not to say when you're talking to children or adults about dealing with strangers. And um, I'm going to give you the last one. Don't say you can tell someone is bad by just looking at them. Now, I gave you an example of somebody that you would stay away from, not the way they look, but by the way they are acting. If you have someone who is loud and agitated or talking to themselves or uh, appears to be exceedingly upset, stay away from them don 't don 't go around someone who is yelling obscenities. Um, get as far away as you can that 's not what i 'm talking about what i 'm talking about. Is don't tell your children and don't think to yourself that you can tell someone's bad by just looking at them by the way they're dressed, or perhaps by the number of tattoos they have on them, or um, perhaps the color they are. You need to keep in mind that they are each person is an individual, and so. Make sure that what you teach, what you say, and what you do is to pay attention to what people do. Um, and again, for children, they need to know that they can tell you anything. They can tell you right away if anyone asks you to keep a secret from their parents. That would be uh, number one red flag. Don't tell your mother if I do, blah, or don't tell your father that I did, blah. So empower your child. Let them know that secrets are never okay when even even if it's an acquaintance um, – if they ask you to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable or tries to get you to go with them or tries to get you to keep a secret or allows wants you to allow them to touch them, then make sure that um, I'm not sure we're getting some sort of feedback. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but make sure that that your child is empowered to tell you right away. You know, um, not to get off on another uh, tangent, but... The Me Too movement has been a a big surprise to me, Um, yet I know there are many people who were affected by people who were seemingly good doing bad things, and people not feeling comfortable to speak out about it. You know, we spend a lot of times talking to our children, and yet we do not always practice what we are trying to teach our children. So to keep in mind that a lot of the lessons that we are trying to have our children understand and know um, really are... Are, um, pieces of what we should be doing and how we should be in our life. Um, we've got a few minutes left for um, call-ins if you would like to give a call and give your comments at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 But in the uh, last... Couple of minutes, unless we have a call come in, I just want to give you all some reminders uh, about. We've already, I think, talked a lot about the adult um, stranger fears and just trying to keep yourself empowered. But I'd also like to give you some reminders about the holidays in general, because as we come along, We've talked about the anxiety and the depression that people feel, and sometimes the loneliness that people have during the holidays. And that's one of the reasons I really did want us to talk about um, how important it is to go ahead, and if you see, if you see a stranger who perhaps appears sad or in need, um who is not agitated but just appears to be alone, it's okay to reach out, to say hello, to say some kind words, to say, I hope you have a happy holiday, to let them know that you notice them. It's really important to do that. Uh, okay, we have Robert from Meridian. Robert, thanks for calling in. Do you have any final words for us?
4: I'm, I'm, I'm I might I the radio on. I'll have to call back another time.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Uh, You're... Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure why um, Robert wasn't able to talk with us because we weren't. We were. We were doing okay. But anyway, all right. Well, let me go back to reaching out to those in need. So um, you never know what's going on in someone's mind and why they appear to be um, lonely or alone, and it's okay to say, hello, um, why don't you join in this with us. Um, you could even give them options of um, a new gathering that's going on, perhaps in your church, perhaps in your community, to let them know something that's happening in the community and invite them to join. I can tell you that so many times individuals uh, feel that they need an invite or a, a smile or someone to let them know that they care about them, and that they would like for others to join in. So instead of feeling like every stranger is dangerous, let's get rid of those words and empower ourselves to better read our situations, empower ourselves to reach out to those strangers and give them a smile, uh, give them a handshake, let them know that you notice them, and perhaps that that will be one of those positives that they needed for the day. A smile can go and a hello and how are you can go a long way in in our lives. So I hope that was helpful. Reach out to those strangers. Let's not be too fearful. So thanks, everybody, for calling in. Today's show is engineered by Jay White. Our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. And I do hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. And you should stay tuned for Here and Now's uh, NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think
3: Radio.